Hello, all my dreamy players. This is the Dominion League Weekly Podcast, a recap of this week in Dominion Games. I am your host, Trumpf, and this is the episode for June 17th, 2022. Quite the historic date in Germany. This week's nail polish is lucky to have blue. Congrats to A. Libby, Akathri, Rosie, and Tony Wilde, who all guested. As Mort pointed out, I totally missed the most obvious option for the quiz, which would have been I'm blue or I'm blue WD. Um, yeah, taking notes for next time. For some reason, I didn't write a full script last time. But well, einmal mit Profis. We could do this, let's go. Our A players got all of two matches in since last we spoke. Kazmaru OA28 and Mixinak, resident hunter enthusiast, won their matches. And Kazmaru is in preliminary lead for now. Our Burning Skull is in the lead of B1 after his first match this season. Bobby DJ18 is in number one of B2. Turcubist is in first position of C1. Triple Range Merge is in the lead of C2. Our veteran Gamesu is in number one of C3. And our new league member Liga Asti Fika is in first position of C4 with 67% in three matches. Over in D tier, W Morrison is at the top of D1 after four matches. Derpa, Hannibazex, and Scumpy all won their respective first matches and are thus in shared first place of D2. Kubu and my favorite taco are in number one of D3. And S Sounder is at the top of D4. Navis Awesome and Z Moby are leading E1. Alan Dotellen is at the top of E2. Sierra Lundy is in number one of E3. Z Fate is in first position of E4. Huevos Locos and Seltrosa are in shared number one of E5. E6 is currently led by Casual Majestic. Yulu and DVD Ing are in number one of E7, which, by the way, is my division! And Grass Wonder is at the top of E8. Which brings us to the results comment shout out! Where Pucha played 3 0 against Tony Wilde for Allies Mix and commented barbarian really nasty and then djose played for two against redly for g2 and they said red is very funny i laughed i cried i somehow turned a rough start around ggs enjoyed it <laughs> which is uh, cute um i only know redly for their match comments, which are usually ah in all caps. Then we had uh, another match result comment from G tier. That was Ginger Bowtie, who played 5-1 against Trina Cat. And Ginger Bowtie said, some insanely close games, there was a lot of tormenting. And then match results from F2, Snyderman67 played 1-5 against Mugivi. And Snyderman said, 
oof, welcome to Division F, I guess. Which I can, I, I, I feel you. And the last result comment is from I23, where specialty play 3-0 against Dido Strut. And specialty said, really fun games. May have found a new contender for my favorite card. And then winky face, very happy emoji. What is your favorite card? What is the new contender? I want to know. Specialty. That's it's not okay to to be teasing me like that. I I don't appreciate. All right. So for the significant lead shout out, we have twenty members of the significant lead club as of now. I already told you about Fika. And then we have Casual Majestic, CC Wilson, Username Got Taken, Ginger Bowtie, Rhodes, Roro, Akaduli, Registered Pigeon, which is one of my favorite usernames, I think. I'm always, it always makes me laugh when I see it. Dr. Goo Monkey, Undead OO, Hobo John 9000, Two Shooter, Bell 22, Frenchy 78180, Ossifer Clyde, La Fonda, Leapers, A Curious Paradox, Brosk, and Specialty, who doesn't want to reveal what their favorite card is. Specialty is also one of the five players who have 80 or more percent wins as of now. So Specialty and Leapers are at 83%. Oh, Registered Pigeon is at 80%. And La Fonda and Frenchy78180 are both at 89%. Well done. The big game standings look really nice at the moment because 6K3W7 IV5TG28 has played all of their matches already. Very nice. And they're in third place overall right now. So the wins grid is aesthetically pleasing. CVUU, Tony Wild, and Snowbizzy are currently top three in the overall standings of medium games. And small games 19 is small. I noticed. Goldberry is leading the rankings for now. And finally, in the big games edition of Size Champs, Bitterworm Coil and Nizala advance to the finale. Good luck to both of you fantastic players. So in the four brackets of Allies Mix, we have one winner already. The overall winner, if you will, because it's the winner of bracket one. NI Smith 99, veteran champ of all kinds of tournaments, wrestled this win out of Minion Pond's grip in a seven-game finale just last night. Congrats! In bracket two, Kubu and Jackdaw play one semi, while S. Sounder and Sierra Lundy play the other. In bracket three, Akuchi meets Seltrosa and Avi Afin meets Uexodus in semis. And in bracket 4, Galaxy is awaiting either Yorike or Bambukla for the finale. Good luck, everyone. There have been no changes in the top 5 of German League. RTT, Nezala, Lo, Snickers, and 2 Duffman. Do you know who is in the top 10 right now, too? Me! Gonna enjoy the lofty heights as long as it lasts, which will be until my league match against Typo, of course. But right now, I'm still ninth place. Whoop whoop. 
All right, so my personal weekend games. Well, I've played League quite successfully against Kuni 86, 86, and Vatulamini. Medium games now. I don't know what it is with medium games, but I'm playing so badly. Um, I yeah, I don't know. It's it's really frustrating. And then another thing happened where I didn't exactly play games, but it's Dominion related because JAH306 and their partner visited Berlin and we walked around the city a lot and it was so delightful. It was really nice to have this fresh perspective on my everyday environment. They were very American in that they liked everything and were asking one question after the other and I loved it! It was so cool. I had a blast! Especially the second night where they didn't object to being taken to my favorite karaoke bar. And it was really, really cute because they were a little shy at first. Like, is it okay if we just listen to you and your friends and not sing? And then we were there for almost four hours and they were choosing songs and singing and it was a phenomenal evening. So, in case you're listening... I had a great time with you. It was so much fun. Thanks for visiting me here and I'll definitely pick you up on that invitation on my next, next trip to the US. <laughs> Y'all are amazing. So we have a style guide entry and it's from the quarterfinals match of, I think... A bracket two of allies mix. So Jackdaw played Ani, and Ani had built a hop mega turn and taken seven provinces, but Jackdaw managed to come back around and win the game on their last turn, which was quite impressive. And it sounded like this. Okay, so if I get one province, that's fourteen. And then I need another 28. I have four horns. If they get fairgrounds, that's 16. And then I need another 12. It's like double fairgrounds touchy. Okay, so I probably need to hit 15 uniques. It's always rough when it's kind of doable, but hard. Because then you need to think. We can start with this modify, I think, to draw even more. Pretty sure I need a count. This should be the best. I'm gonna end the turn with when I'm gonna off this marquee, I will have 10 cards in hand. Four, five, six, seven, eight. I, oh, the count gains me a copper as well. Beautiful. Four, five, six, seven, eight with the count. It gains a copper. Yes, please, I want a copper. And yes, please, I want a duchy. Province. Fairgrounds. Oh, one horn should probably not gain a green card. So it doesn't really matter what this is. That bumps me up. Now these are six each and I can buy one, 
two, oh, no. three. Yes. That's well played. Oh, that count so good. And with that, we have reached the preview. So tomorrow, it's a busy, very busy tomorrow. So tomorrow, Saturday at 0.30 UTC, Shower will play the map EK for League D. And that, oh, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. Here, the entry says 1 UTC, Yurika Momo will play Marcos for League C, but that's either Marcos is on vacation somewhere or the entry is wrong. Maybe it's an AM PM thing because that would be 3 AM in our time zone. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I guess we'll find out. And then 2 AM, um, 2 UTC, Terra Cubus will play aim off at 11 for C League C. Um, at 8 UTC, Apostoloso Ruler will play negative for League B. At 10 UTC, the world will play Iris 42 for League C. At 13 UTC, Cidero 1 will play Mixinuk for League A. Then we have the big games finals. Are those the... No, those are the big... The size champs. Aren't those the size champs finals? No. Okay. Never mind. The big games finals... But are there... Fi I don't understand. Is it the last big games finals? I should know. But I don't. I'm... <laughs> I I'm not prepared. Anyways, so Ani will play Bitter Worm Coil at 14 UTC tomorrow. And then at 18 UTC, Ataco will play Mort for League D. Then on Sunday... Yoifuro will play Tracer for League C at 1 UTC. Af 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 will play Kubu for League D at 7 UTC. And Monday, Azare will play Askaboy, so Ani, um, for League D at 16 UTC. And at 21 UTC, they will play Bitter Worm Coil for League D. So, double match day for Azare. And Tuesday, Beastbar29 will play W. Morrison for League D at midnight. And Derpa will play at Detector for League D at 12 UTC. And Wednesday, Mixinuk will play Kazumar OA28 for League A at 2130 UTC. And Cubus will play Orange Person for League C uh, at 1.30 UTC on Thursday. And then... Oh, this, mm, mm -hmm. um, Sunday after next, so June 26th, uh, Kubu will play a double feature and Mort will play a double feature. <laughs> That's so interesting. Okay. So Kubu and Mort will play at 9 UTC for League D and then at 14 UTC, Kubu will play the taco and Mort will play off, off, off. And Terracubist will play Visionar for League C at 17.30 UTC, which is also when this season's League Town Hall will take place, which is going to be about play speed. All right, that was uh, a lot of uh, a lot of entries. All right, so spec chat. Um, 
is a little Dominion related, like not Dominion, Dominion, but Discord related. So there was an interesting discussion in the moving pictures uh, that I kind of started maybe. Anyways, it got me thinking about my perspective on art and how I can't watch any graphic depictions of violence or sexualized violence at all like at all um i remember i went to bali in 2016 and with a group of friends and um before we went we watched one of those movies there are two movies about the the massacres that were committed against the communists there in I, I don't in the sixties I don't really know enough about that but there are two movies where I think a German or an Austrian filmmaker just went over there and interviewed um the murderers. And I think, is it called The Art of Killing or something? Anyway, so we watched one of those movies. And I remember that's one of them just uh, talked about what he would do to his victims. And and I had to I had to stop watching. Like there was one thing that he said that where I just, I don't know, I ran... I ran out the room and let myself in the bathroom and cried. So, um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And I've become, I've become quite good at anticipating scenes, like not in, in that specific case, but I guess I just wouldn't watch a movie like that now anymore. So I've become quite good at anticipating. Uh, critical scenes and um, hiding behind people or my own hands or my knees um, but I really feel I really feel like I'm missing out on movies or shows because of it and it's fine because no movie or show is worth being triggered and having panic attacks and hating the world but <laughs> I don't know. I just wish I wasn't hurt that way, you know? So I always thought it was because of trauma that I can't deal with depictions of violence. But I realized that I had seen this one particularly horrifying movie that I was talking about on Discord um, that I wish so much I could unsee and just erase from my brain. Um, I realized that I had seen that one long before Surviving Assault and also long before I started doing historical research on so-called comfort women or sexualized violence during the Holocaust and such, which was pretty rough and and really left an impact on me a lasting impact on me i would say so watching this movie didn't trigger like couldn't trigger this um this trauma or this this reaction 
it was just very disturbing. It was extremely disturbing. Um, I don't, maybe there was a trauma. I don't know. Um, and, and for the longest time, I just thought movies like that shouldn't exist. But it is, of course, true that many people seek out disturbing imagery because it helps them deal with trauma. Um, and it helps distracting them. It helps them escape their reality. And so who am I to wish for a world in which those movies or shows don't exist, right? Live and let live. Now, I can't say that I've made my peace with this particular movie, just because I think it's, um, I don't know, it's just just a provocation. It's fetishizing violence and reading any grand messages into it is pretty forced, in my humble opinion. But I think I want to look at this more like being sorry I have been subjected to it rather than being sorry it exists. Um, I still think it has the potential to be incredibly damaging and harmful, and I find it difficult to accept that. Um, I don't know. I was 17 when I watched it, and... And I think, if I remember correctly, we were also watching it because it was said to be the most disturbing movie of all times. So, I mean, you're a kid, you're like, oh, let's watch it and see. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, I got what I was promised, um, certainly, and it messed me up, um, really messed me up. Um, yeah, I was very disturbed. Anyways, what I'm trying to say here is I am deeply sorry and have such regret about having watched this movie, um, but that is not the same as to say movies like this should not be made. So, um, growth and introspection. And that's it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. You can find me on Discord for feedback. I am at Strumpf and I'll catch you all next time. The game has ended. Bye!